Welcome back, everybody, to the Elks Call 2023 Holiday Special <laughs> with the Elks Herd. After some technical difficulties, um, my name is Scout, a.k.a. The Rep from Section X. And my name is Catherine, a.k.a. Dave and Elks. And in case you missed it, which I think everybody did, <laughs> due to a technical difficulty, um, we have a different yet stacked show. <laughs> so going back through this schedule, um, we have a giveaway for some sweet concert tickets yes. uh, for the Endless, I believe. Uh, they're friends of Glenn Nunez, who is a Shotgun mm -hmm. Sports uh, Network contributor. Um, so we got some concert tickets for everybody. Um, however, we're going to do a little look back at 2023. We're going to talk about our favorite Edmonton Elks play and then our favorite player. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to look forward to 2024, talk about our prediction for the win-loss record and do a little attendance prediction. Mm -hmm. And we're going to answer the question, do any CFL players crack the NFL roster? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, John Kirby <laughs> dropping it in the herd chat over here. That is starting aggressive. <laughs> Whoa, rumor has it Section X will be alcohol-free and an air horn-free section. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I don't think Scout would show up. If there, no. if there is something that would, you know, make sure that somebody goes and gets decent tickets in another section, it would probably be that. So, no air horn, no alcohol. <laughs> you funny. It's not April 1st yet, John. Um, so later on in the show, we're going to do an Edmonton Sports shout out. Uh, shout out to all of our friends, uh, the viewers, everybody else. We got a couple names on this list. Um, then we're also going to give you our big plans once again for Shotgun Sports in 2024. We talked a little bit about our plans for the Elks Herd. We didn't go over the tailgate menu, but I can tell you that it is in the works right now. Oh, I bet there's smoked meats. Probably smoked meats. <laughs> uh, John actually had a good question that we can talk about uh, in a bit as well. What theme nights do you want to see? And what do you think we'll see? Uh, or do you think we'll see 75th anniversary merchandise? It's a very good question. Yeah, why don't we start with that? You know, <coughs> what theme nights Sorry. do you want to see next year? And do you think we'll see the 75th anniversary merchandise? Yeah, that, that is a good question. Heard, mm -hmm. heard chat, please get in on this question. Uh, that is a good one. What theme nights do I want to see? Um, so for part one of that, obviously an Indigenous celebration night would be great. Um, support the troops. Those are kind of like two staples by now. But I think they need to do the college night once again. Yeah, that was fun. The, the call it the campus clash. That was mm -hmm. awesome. That was fun. And we had a lot of young people coming by, which is nice. At that tailgate, yeah. 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 I think they should have, and I've heard that they had this before. Uh, I didn't I haven't seen it for the three years that I've been there, that they used to have theme night save for like Halloween. Yeah. And everybody would dress up. Yeah. And, well, that's that all think... that also depends on scheduling. Scheduling, yes, that, that's fair. But <clears throat> still, like some theme nights that everybody can kind of participate, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like the theme nights that they have currently is more, you know, like a generalized theme of something that is happening around in the sure. world or something like that. Yeah, but... like the ta tackle hunger. Yeah, they have, yeah of the course. Santa's you know, Anonymous. Santa's Anonymous. So those things are things that just happen. But if you add a 
theme that everybody can partake in mm -hmm. that'd be fun like oh, totally john says hip-hop rap night bring back vanilla ice <laughs> for that seriously well we had ludicrous we had busta rhymes we had flow rider we've had quite a few bring flavor 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 yeah that'd be flavor, good flavor. vanilla ice though i yeah. like it i like it no yeah so that's that'd be cool seeing something like that yeah but. what theme nights do you guys want to see uh her mm -hmm. chat blew it up uh now for the for john's question the 75th anniversary merchandise mm. well uh we got we got a bun in the oven with <laughs> a vintage apparel company here in edmonton so we're, we're 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 personally working on something it's a theme and a name and a brand that people are very well acquainted with so we're hoping to bring back yeah. uh, a gang if we can for so let's just say that if the edmonton elks themselves don't have 75th anniversary merchandise there will. will be some available so the herd yes uh now the edmonton elks themselves i would assume Oh, because i'm sure i am sure that'd be I, I mean i feel like it'd be kind of dumb if they don't <coughs> capitalize on that in some way or another well okay so <laughs> if if everybody has looked at the schedule the wallpaper schedule you will notice that there is a logo celebration mm -hmm. at the top of the schedule now we looked at it there's something that we noticed the original edmonton eskimo football club logo the very first logo that Edmonton CFL team has used, it actually said it says Edmonton where it would normally say Eskimo Football Club, right. like Eskimo. Right. So that being said, that logo is going to be used more than likely as our 75th logo. Yeah. So That's expect cool. all sorts of merchandise. Um, sure. There's going to be shirts. I do not know about the throwback uniform that we will be getting. I do know that we are getting a throwback uniform. So oh, that's you know what they should well. bring back their throwback uh, cheerleading outfits. The they, sweaters they probably they will. Have, yeah, they're so nice. Yeah, those those are with the big double E yes, on it. Yeah, yeah, those are so nice. Yeah, those are those are. Um, but yeah, I would expect the whole season to be a throwback, which is good. But I'm mostly excited for the jersey. <laughs> I want to see what we're going to do with the jersey. I also want to see if we're somehow going to get an oval double E logo back. Mm. We do know that Victor Kui, back in the day, the former president of the Edmonton Elks, we know that he had a football with the oval double E logo, but modernized. So the throwback play at Clark Stadium. If it's a throwback play at Clark Stadium, I mean... I don't know if the attendant, <laughs> like uh, the attendance, we, we wouldn't be able to cram all the fans in, which no. is, that's I a mean, problem we haven't heard about for a while for uh, yeah. Edmonton football game. But at Clark yeah. Stadium, yes, I do believe the fan base and the attendance would be just a little bit too big. But you know what? I actually do like that as an idea, right? Because yeah. Clark Stadium is the original grounds of Edmonton. Yeah, I just football. don't know if it would hold it, but History. that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, they could put in temporary seating, I'm sure. But what would be nice is maybe if they brought Fan Day back to Clark for right. next oh, year. Cool. What if because we did do we did have Fan Day originally at Clark mm -hmm. Stadium before. So maybe if they were to kick off the 75th with a fan mm -hmm. day and the scrimmage, 
and they try to maybe do a better version of what they did years ago. Because what I will say is that fan day was very cramped and claustrophobic. Right. And it was well, compared to what we've seen in the past couple of years, for sure. Yeah, the no, last like couple we... of years. And I think last year was probably like the best, one of the yeah. best fan days I've ever been to, especially with all the events. Mm-hmm. When we went in the Mike Riley, Michael Riley days, <laughs> um, everybody was just kind of hanging around until they did the autographs at the end. And then mm-hmm. MR13 would get absolutely just hammered by people. It would be right. just the biggest crowd just to get Mike Riley's autograph. So uh, Michael Riley's. That's true. No, so that makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. If, uh, see if, uh, we see the, the ticket, ticket cards. Oh. I wish. I wish. <sighs> Well, with know. Canada's thing against plastic right now, yeah. I wouldn't doubt if we don't see it just because the environmentally friendly part of it. Yeah, would, would, which, everything hey, is mobile now anyway. Everything is mobile now. Okay. I, I personally want the cards back. Yeah. But well, at the same time, I get it. Let's bring it back to the conversation that we were having before when we thought that we were live but it turns out that we were not live (laughs) one of the questions that i asked was you know based on 2023 and going into 2024 is there anything that you would change or that has changed that you are happy with the change going into the new season right so so the schedule and Mm -hmm. you brought this up the summer schedule is a lot easier on fans that have things going on in the summer there's only four summer games Mm -hmm. for us here at the elves herd it's a lot for us to cover the team and (laughs) to do our 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 fair share of honest reporting and um building those opinion pieces and everything else to write it on an an honest article without ai um it's not as easy as it seems sometimes so i have to sit down Mm -hmm. on the morning go through all my stats um Bring up names and numbers and everything else. Watch the watch the replay multiple times. The uh, highlights, mm-hmm. even though we were there, yeah, and we know which plays yeah. were probably awesome. Yeah, um, we also like to be fans in the seats too. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting there with a notepad. No, I'm cheering and trying to get the defense going and everything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you you had mentioned uh, the schedule. That was yeah. A big well, we do plan our lives around the Edmonton Elks games, so it's nice to be able to have some weekends to go camping, to do some yard work, to do summer activities, or even just relax. Yeah. Not feel like there's always something going on every single weekend. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And you know, when it comes to fall, we're going to see more fall games, but that's mm-hmm. okay, in my opinion, because I mean, summer is where it's at, right? The kids are out of school. You want to have kind of that that time in the summer to go and enjoy the outdoors in many other different ways. So, well, and even then for planning the chili cook-off, it was actually really easy. We, we had a couple of dates to choose from there. Uh, We talked to our chili cook-off committee and we've come up with a date already for that. So uh, chili is best served in the fall. And Mm -hmm. hopefully this year we're actually gearing up. Like if you take a look at the schedule now for the Edmonton Elks, they got a heavy half. The back half is heavy. They are on the road quite a bit in the in the early. In the first, yeah. But now here at home, you know what? If they can get the confidence back in yeah. Commonwealth Stadium, if this lower bowl environment makes the positive change, mm-hmm. if the team picks up and feels that change, you know what? We might be gearing up for something and we might have to build it out the house. Yeah. We might have to build it at Commonwealth Stadium. So I would want our home games, especially if you're ramping up for the playoffs, 
which I'm, I'm not saying the GC word. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not saying the GC word, but we hope that we're ramping up for the playoffs. So having more home games in the fall, don't mind it. Oh, uh, thank you, John. Five summer home games. So two in June, two in July, and one in August. Yeah. So and yeah. even then, you know. That's not so bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And then, of course, we have our Labor Day rematch. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, but then that's where we start to transition into fall and yeah. the games aren't as warm. I mean, this year in Edmonton, unseasonably warm. 3-0 Oilers in the first. Thank you so much, John, for that update. Really appreciate the update. Catherine is very happy. <laughs> um, okay. So um, let's look back at 2023. Yeah. What would you say your favorite Edmonton Elks play of 2023 was? Heard chat. Please blow it up. Get in on this one. Um, favorite Edmonton Elks play, play of 2023. You can have any reason for this. It doesn't have to be like honorable mentions, I would say would be the Trey Ford in Toronto. When I was frustrated, I'm getting ready to go out to the concourse. The game was going horribly for the Edmonton Elks. And then you see Trey Ford dart over to the left and he mm -hmm. drops a dime in the Gavin Cobb <laughs> bucket, right? It was it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Such yeah, a beautiful some play. Of those, those Gavin Cobb receptions were really good. They were. There, but there's <laughs> lots of plays that you can pick from. For me personally, it's gonna be the Kevin Brown hurdle spring up oh, yeah. at home. I wanna say yeah. it was against the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. And it was like watching him play Mario. It was, it was <laughs> he boing. jumped so high. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that was physically possible. I mean, it's not like he's a very tall guy. And if I know about having short little legs, is that sometimes they don't go very far up in the air. But holy, <laughs> it was... Uh, yeah, it was an exciting, exciting thing to watch. And well, we were right in front we of were it right, we, Yeah, we were right there <laughs> sitting in section X, row six, yeah. which will not be alcohol or horn-free next, uh, next season. <laughs> no. But, um, uh, yeah, watching it right in front of us, watching him pop up and then pop down and still land on his feet. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. So that, that was really good. What about you? I think my favorite play was that trick play by Cornelius to AC Leonard. The, the that, first one? The, yes. The yeah. one that confused the heck yeah. out of me. <laughs> I'm watching it happen and I'm like, what's ha what's happening? Is this legal? Is that okay? Is that <laughs> I That was an incredible play and very memorable, especially because, you know, as you all know, I'm fairly new to the world of football so there's still a lot of trick plays that i have not seen <laughs> yeah and when i'm not aware of what they are you know i immediately immediately question whether it's even legal to do that so that <laughs> was good no and i we were talking about trick plays before mm -hmm. we managed to get there before you managed to see any friend it, it's been years right uh, you've been in commonwealth stadium you've been watching the elks for three years now you've mm -hmm. gone through a full three seasons and for the first two seasons you've been watching you have not gotten to see a trick play <laughs> no. Meanwhile, i'm like waiting for the <laughs> trick plays i'm missing them i'm like this team used to do trick plays i don't know what's going on um now before we go on to your favorite player of the year for 2023 john and john in the herd chat worst moment of 2023 low attendance sucked never seen it that bad before in edmonton mm. I think I want to say 2022 was worse. Yeah, I think so. 2022 we was worse. We had some bad ones in yeah. 2022. 
That's well, when they start sucking really bad too. <laughs> well, what, what was it? We saw, I think we saw our highest attendance this year was 33K. Yeah, something like that. It was, it was around in the 30s. Yeah, which was mm -hmm. nice. It was nice because mm -hmm. I think that was for the home opener. Yeah. For the home opener, we managed to get like 33K or 35K. or 30, Yeah, I want to say it's 33. Mm -hmm. And we squandered it. And this goes in line with what John said here. Where's moment of 2023? Uh, first and one. What do second you and one. <laughs> Third and one. <laughs> that, that's it. That's that Loxley and one. How many times have I mentioned that when I see other players or other teams doing the same thing? And I'm like, oh, I there remember goes. you're like mild PTSD. Like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those are bad. Um, for me, worst moment, uh, it would be that 22 point lead that was blown. Yeah, bombers. Uh, the bombers game. <laughs> well, I remember tweeting. Yeah, I uh, dropped a couple swears on X there, but yeah, it was we we watched that game and <clears throat> I was running around doing the the let's go and yeah. I was losing it and life was good for one quarter. It was like it, it was a fantastic first quarter ridiculous. and then it just went downhill so fast, so bad <laughs> that yes, yeah, I, that was probably the worst moment that I've seen. Yeah, for that team. That's true. Mm -hmm. One game we uh, could have filled Rogers' place. That's how many people showed. Yes, John. But here's the other thing too. We do have to keep in mind, seventeen thousand is the highest attendance that the Argonauts have gotten. Right. So it's Hanna. still pretty good. I mean, comparably to some other. Yes. To some other teams, to some other cities. What so. was the, what was the Argonaut? What was the Argonauts? Uh, their their attendance for their uh, Eastern Finals. Maybe it was twenty four. I might be off on my numbers, but either way, um, they they average like twelve to fourteen thousand yeah. over at BMO. So our bad day is their really good day. I think sometimes we do also have to keep in mind that. We're talking about a team that went 22 games losing at home. Well, and it's also expect... the sheer the sheer size of the stadium. Right? Don't I be mean... one of those. No, 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 no. But no, I'm just kidding. Just the seating capacity is so high that yeah. when you only fill a third of it, yeah. it seems like a really bad attendance. Right? Oh yeah, well, BC plays once again, yeah. right? And that's why their solution to closing off the upper bowl, they have a switch. And the switch opens and closes dampers, right? Mm -hmm. We don't quite have that exact same technology. Our building is in a colder climate. Not this season. But, mm -hmm. yeah, CBC used to average ten to 14,000, but uh, things changed because of new ownership. Which leak, or at least a big heads up, we have confirmed that Garrick jo Jones will be coming on the show talking about his bid or mm -hmm. his ownership group or investor group uh basically yeah they're trying to become an ownership yeah. group um and trying to become the owners of the edmonton elks yeah so we're gonna have a really really good discussion on that with him i think he he's a really passionate fellow he used to play for the edmonton eskimos back in the day um and he used to play in the nfl so it's it's going to be a really good conversation. We're going to have him on. That might be something that changes in 2024. Mm -hmm. We may see an ownership group come in. So mm -hmm. um, it's going to look weird on national TV uh, because they won't have the upper deck blocked off with banners or anything. We don't know that yet. I, I would say that they more than likely will be finding sponsors just like when they closed off the ends back in the day. 
Um, they will be trying to get sponsorship tarps on there. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's extremely easy advertising when there's a touchdown shot, TSN cameras are pointing up, uh -huh. And you have the players with the banners in the background. And, you know, once again, they had an Edmonton Sun banner back in the day. They had TELUS. They had uh, a couple of sponsors up there. Yeah. So people will yeah. pay for those spots. Totally. Uh, my, my old employers even, like, were asking. They're like, dang, yeah. like, is there more opportunities I can get in uh, that we can get into for advertising or sponsoring the Elks? Mm -hmm. Or is there more space that they have? And it's mostly the visibility problem for people going in. <clears throat> the content right they got sentinel storage they have them on you know a couple pieces of graphic and everything else but when you look inside of the stadium you have coca-cola mm -hmm. what else you have telus used to have edmonton sun but edmonton sun, sun i don't believe is a is a partner anymore um but yeah there's there's a couple of sponsors that you can think of off the top what space do you have besides on yeah, the on right. the on the banner right yeah, or on no, the on the digital premium, led that's premium ad space really yeah so. no you have to create that popeye's chicken <laughs> banner i love it yeah i yeah, like you it you never know you never know <clears throat> chicken wars by the way john talking about chicken wars kfc is now in roger's place yeah as per john kirby here he posted it on x so Edmonton has a chicken wars going on. <laughs> it's it's uh, the battle of the chicken. I mean, Popeyes has so many locations here in Edmonton, and they don't down in uh, Calgary. They don't yeah. have many. No, it's it's Edmonton. It's an Edmonton. They thing. like their fried chicken here yeah. in Edmonton. So exactly, move over Louisiana. <laughs> we got a new chicken capital, mm, um, Edmonton. So Edmonton Elks, twenty twenty three player. Who was your player? Heard chat. Get in on this. Uh, let us know who your favorite player was in, in 2023. Um, I'm going to say Jake Ceresna. Jake Ceresna. Because he's so consistent. You know, he was just, he had uh, records. I don't know the stats at this point. Okay. He has his silly little Sally. It's a great Sally. <laughs> I love it. Every time, every time he does it, Section X. Uh, every time. But he was super consistent. I mean, he was just performing in yeah. every single game. Right. So that's, that's kind of why I went that way because we could go for the obvious, really. <clears throat> but which will be my pick <laughs> Trey Ford, best player 2023, Edmonton Elks. And the reason why I say that, well, not only is it the obvious pick, but he helped turn that team around and he gave Edmonton Elks fans something to look forward to and something to be excited mm -hmm. about. Now to, to add some clarity to this, I'm especially over the last couple of years, especially looking at how much effort Taylor Cornelius has put in. Right. There's I'm not discounting or discrediting who and what Taylor Cornelius is and does. However, once again, he was in a scenario where not many would succeed, including Trayvon. I would Trayvon. say that Taylor Cornelius was the best turnaround player, however you may want to say that. 
TEC TEC turning point point, (laughs) 2023 now yes turning point player who had the biggest rebound yeah let's let's talk about that yeah let's say Cornelius because he just he he had we all know how bad that first half of the season was and it I do believe that he truly needed to be taken out of that QB QB one yeah yeah but then he was put into the QB three you know short yardage and he excelled at it. He had some fantastic plays. Yeah. His completion rates were fantastic too. Yeah. Tons of touchdowns. It, I think that's exactly what he needed. And he excelled at that position. Without the pressure. Yeah. He performed fantastic. Like the accuracy. I think there was one trick play that didn't fly. Yeah. I think he was, was having fun. But he was having fun doing <laughs> it. He was having fun diving head first yeah. across the across the goal line. And once again, in front the 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 one in one, the two in one, the three in one scenario, had Taylor Cornelius reached across, and we've said this mm-hmm. word for word on pre on a different previous episode of the Elks Call. Had he just reached across and did it himself instead of us throwing in a short yardage QB? Right. Um we, we would have had a different season. Very Taylor so. Cornelius would have had a better season. But as far as a TEC turning point player, 2023, um, by the way, shout out to Steve Benassi for that, uh, for that TEC <laughs> uh, turning point. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, the Taylor Cornelius is great. I think Gavin Cobb, I'm going to say Gavin yeah. Cobb because Gavin Cobb came in um, injured. He mm-hmm. came in injured from last year. I don't think, um, He's been on the team now for two years. He hadn't gotten a touchdown until I want to say the Toronto game. Mm-hmm. It was either Maybe. the Toronto game or yeah. it was um, somewhere around Labor Day. Could be wrong. But Gavin Cobb worked so freaking hard to get back into the lineup. Okay. Canadian wide receiver, and he did it. So, like, massive props to Gavin Cobb. Um, huge props. Yeah. Huge props. And so th- that would be my turning point player. Yeah. Her chat, let us know. If you got a, if you got a turn of TEC, the Elks <laughs> call turning point player 2023. For me, it's Gavin Cobb. For you. Cornelius. Taylor Cornelius. Mm-hmm. I like it. See, look at that. Oh, Throw a little positive, <laughs> a little positivity on there. Um, okay. Prediction for the Edmonton Elks. What the heck is this team going to do? And, Let's call this a way too early predictor. <laughs> um, Let's not hold any weight on these yeah, words. Yeah, <laughs> we got we we yeah we we have a whole free agency to go. We have yeah. players that are coming. We have players that are going. We don't know where this team is technically going to go yet, but we know what our core is. We know what the core yeah. is. Uh, and even then, a lot of the core players, well, some of the core players that we had are still in free agency, so mm. we don't know where this is gonna go it's actually kind of nerve-wracking and it's yeah yeah it's i'm I'm not sure i really don't know in terms of prediction what i can say is that we will probably have more home game home wins hopefully we go beyond the nine to nine what what is it well the the monkey the monkey's off the back now yeah Yeah. um yeah nine game straight before we get our first win yeah yeah, no, I, I think we're going to go nine and nine. I think we're going to be a crossover team. I I do believe that the Edmonton Elks will be crossing over. 
I do not see Ottawa getting their stuff together fast enough. I think that they have still a lot of work to do over there mm-hmm. in the nation's capital with that team. So outsider looking in and then Hamilton, we're talking about a Hamilton that is got questions of their own. They don't know who their quarterback's going to be one week. It's not Bo Levi. Next week it is Bo Levi. Um, Scott Milanovic, where did he go? He didn't go to, was he staying in uh, Hamilton? I think. I don't. Yeah. I want to say he stayed in Hamilton. So if he stayed in Hamilton, um, either way, they like, they're kind of going through a bit of a rebuild phase themselves. So yeah. I, I do believe that the Edmonton Elks will gain enough ground to become a, a crossover team. But I'm saying nine and nine. I do not think this is a heavy Western playoff contender. Now, will we do better than the Calgary Stampeders? Yes. <laughs> Can we do better than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Absolutely. Yes. Don't see the BC Lions slowing down. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, once again, that they're, they're in a weird spot. They're in a weird spot. Something's <laughs> happening down in Winnipeg. Um, they're yeah, they got they got. Is my mom watching? They got weird shit going on over there. <laughs> they got uh, they are re-signing a lot of their guys, but they have such an aging team. Yeah, and we. We like Winnipeg. We like some of their players. Willie Jefferson, please come back to Edmonton one day. <laughs> but he won't. He's going to retire as a bomber more than likely. But either way, um, like some of those guys on the roster, Brady Oliveira, what the heck is happening there? Which that kind of, that kind of, we'll just ask the question now. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Brady Oliveira is going to go to the NFL? Does Brady Oliveira <laughs> make it to the NFL? Which. Let's take a look at what's happening with Nathan Rourke down yeah. in the NFL. Let's yeah. talk about that real quick. Yeah. Well, good for him. <clears throat> let's, just, let's just put it that way. Good for him. He got a starter's position. Well, no. Well, no, 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 no. He got a better, a better there. opportunity. So what's happened here is because he was picked up off a waiver wire um, within the last three weeks mm-hmm. or four weeks or whatever of the NFL season. He has to be on the 53-man roster, which means he 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 has to be a backup quarterback or mm-hmm. at least getting paid like a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he's making starting starting money. He's actually he's actually making real NFL money now, which is good for him. But he's got a really good opportunity with that team. With correct? the New England yes. Patriots, he was picked up off the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, waiver wire they were trying to ship him down to the practice roster and new england ended up scooping him up which it's great because new england has so many questions going on with that team they have so many questions at at quarterback right now um zap or zappy whatever his name is i'm not sure uh they're kind of they they got a little bit of faith in him but as soon as he slips up they're going to be looking at the next quarterback and this actually does set up nathan rourke to get some time and um bill belichick it's his last season with the new england patriots so more than likely bill belichick is going to try out the rest of his quarterback room and see what this what this organization has going into next year do they want to hold on to nathan rourke is nathan rourke actually going to be a decent a a decent quarterback or can they actually try him out can they re-sign him on the cheap knowing fully well that this guy's a starter like starter type so we really don't know what's going to happen with Nathan Mark, but we do know that he wasn't going to get a shake, any sort of fair shake 
Mm. over in Jacksonville. No. No, that's probably the best that could have happened for him. So so why would we think that Brady Oliveira in in the land of running back? This is something else that we have to consider here. Mm-hmm. Running backs are so disposable nowadays in football. In football in general and we're starting to see that a little bit in the CFL as well. Um you still have star you still have star running backs. There's no yeah. denying that you have star running backs in the league. But the but talent pool is so big. It's massive. In the United anybody States, can, right? anybody can it's, run, right? It's, it's for a position like that, it's you can find talent for the cheap on the cheap. Easily. Easily in the States. Right. So uh, I personally don't think that he's gonna make it to the NFL just because that would take some serious skill and talent and consideration that uh, yeah I don't know I don't know I don't think so I personally don't think that Brady Oliver is gonna go that way he may try for it I I think that if he does go somewhere he's more than likely sitting on a practice roster and it's gonna Mm -hmm. take once again just like Nathan Rourke it's gonna take an extraordinary set of circumstances for him to see actual NFL playing time Yes. So it will be interesting and more than likely Brady Oliveira if... How many years has he played? Has he been in the CFL? Three, okay. four, something like that. Because right, so yeah, he took young. over for Andrew Harris. So he's back... still young. and Oh yeah, he's, he's got a lot of opportunity yeah. ahead of him. So, right. and I mean, I hope he does. Definitely hope that he, hope that he makes it down there. Hope he makes... Uh, makes it onto a team and actually gets good NFL time, uh, real playing time and everything else. He's already openly stated that he's going to be going back to Winnipeg if anything does happen. Mm-hmm. So we know where his loyalties lie. That's fine. Yeah, he's a Winnipeg boy, born and yeah. raised. So sure. um, he idolized Andrew Harris. And now Andrew Harris is out of the league. He's, yeah. he's retired. He's hung him up. Yeah. So that's also very interesting as well. Uh, John Kirby, it sucks that we only have one game against Calgary at home. That does suck. Uh-huh. I definitely like my uh, Calgary games at home. You know, the, that just makes the Labor Day rematch that Better. much more special. Yeah. I'm excited for it already. Yep. Yeah, ABC, anyone but Yeah, we may Caltown. see if, uh, yeah, depending on Caltown. Uh, we'll see, depending on the schedule, if we can. Had her there for a game. That'd be cool. Yeah, Section O, Matt, oh, uh, aka Section O, awesome guy. He usually organizes Occupy, Operation Occupy, right. McMahon. Um, we'll have all of that info as it comes up. We'll talk to Matt. We'll make sure that uh, Section O is doing the tickets again. Now, it would be nice if we could organize a fan bus. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what we can do. Maybe talk to somebody and see if we can get a fan bus going. Uh, and then maybe combine forces with yeah. section O. The X's sure. and O's. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. Don't. Cheesy. Can we do that in our top moments of X's the Elks Call? <laughs> X's and O's. The mega year. The mega uh, year. We did the mega powers handshake yeah, at the you tailgate. Did. Really See good. the the X's and O's. No. I like it. John has a question, though. Do you think in the future we can see the Labor Day game in Edmonton and the rematch in Calgary? See, that's a really good question. We have talked about this on the show before. Would it be nice to see it flop around? I think before, I think I said based on tradition, I I like the traditional 
Now, would it be cool though to, for us to get the Labor Day game? I do think that would be cool. I think so. I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. I mean, everybody has it off. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good attendance. Well, but. I mean, there's also a traditional sense to it too. And it's usually a nice warm September day that we go down. It's a, it's a Saturday game. I like that Saturday, either a two or a 5 PM game. Right. And it's, it's Saturday night lights. Yeah. It's usually a beautiful feeling. So. I think it'd be good. I think it would be good. I think it would be a really packed game, especially if they switch it, because I think everybody would want to see that first dance. So, yeah. I mean, when it comes to um, that leads us right into the next question, which is what is your 2024 attendance prediction? Ooh. And I say that because, you know, when it comes to big key games like these, you know, the rematch, the Labor Day rematch, yeah. uh, your home opener. Right. I think those ones we're going to have to open up the upper level. Mm -hmm. And but other than that, I think, yeah, we'll just have to stick it out with the lower level. Yeah. Um, attendance. We were averaging. We were averaging like. What? 24, 25K somewhere in there, I want to say. So I think that we will see, I think it will look more packed. I think it's going to look more packed, but I do think that our attendance, our range is going to be 20K <laughs> on the low end. I'm going to yeah. say 35K on the high end. Yeah, we'll see. I think our attendance is going to be dependent on, on the game product. At the field. Product of the field, for sure. And also the type of games. I mean, as John is asking, which games do you think they will open up uh, for the upper level? So as I said, I think for the home opener, yeah. they may have to open up the upper yeah. level. Uh, the Liberty Day rematch, for sure. Yeah. I think that might be another one that they will have to open it up for. Saskatchewan Rough Riders games, I believe they'll be opening it up for that. Mm -hmm. um, so any of the Riders games, the Calgary game. Um, and then yeah, I don't think playoffs playoffs. That's it. Well, of course, if we make it that far, but yeah. well, we got, we got some heavy work to do in the West. That's yes. for sure. John's prediction is uh, some games will be less than 24,000. Once again, if we have a losing product on the field, 110. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. For sure. I agree. There's a lot of what ifs, right? So, uh, John also had another question. I saw someone at a home game who showed up 10 to 20 minutes before parked and tailgating and walked right into the stadium. Is that allowed using it as a personal parking spot? No. So we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Well, it, technically it is. It is allowed. People are, are utilizing it as a personal parking spot. So that's, um, as for my answer as to what I would change in the upcoming season yeah. based on 2023, uh, when we were discussing it, I said uh, that specifically, you know, those people that are utilizing tailgating spots as personal parking spots should be moved to a different section in the parking lot or yeah. even lot B. Um, because, yeah, we see we've had tons of people coming to us during the tailgate and asking, you know, for specific spots, if they're empty, if they can be bought, if they can purchase those, you know, why is it that nobody's showing up? So I feel that for those that actually want to make the tailgate something, 
you know, of a tradition that they want to continue doing that, they should have the ability to park in the same area. And all of those people that just want a parking spot, go find another spot. Well, go pay for <laughs> go pay and go get the actual parking spot, yeah. which you can do that through the Edmonton House office. And mm -hmm. nobody nobody's nobody's saying don't go do that. No. But we are saying that we should be using the tailgate spots to add to the environment. Mm -hmm. And Really, we talked about this a year ago on the Turf District podcast. Yeah. This very is much like so. where this all kind of started was talking about this subject. You know, we, we want to make it a cramped, smoky, barbecue friendly, talky, laughy zone where right. everybody is, you know, tent to tent. We're all communicating with our neighbors. I can tell you that our neighbors to the right, they use it as a parking spot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to, I think we all know what the stall number is here. We're not going to say they it. they show but up like once a season. They Well, they tailgated <laughs> once and it was during the chili cook-off. Right. That was the only time that they actually used <laughs> that stall number. But I mean, my argument on why it would be the best for everybody. When you're using it as a parking spot and you have to go through everybody in the tailgate, it's a pain. It's yeah. It's a total pain. Right. But if you just go to your own designated section that you can go in and out, you know, whenever you want, as you please, without having to go through hundreds of people, why not? That's, in my opinion, way better. Well, they do have their own. There is like an area of parking, right? Yeah. So but I'm talking Clark about and... those. I'm talking about those people that use that have parking spots in the middle of the tailgate and they show up like 10 minutes. Yeah. No. Game. Well, so the, and they're paying for tailgate. The, 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 but there is also a dedicated just parking, just parking. so mm -hmm. like you know direct them there um we don't know if the elks management will do something about people using we, so the the best thing that you can do is obviously make complaints i mean write we, a we, letter right well no <laughs> they, they do have that contact information on the website um now what's interesting about this is we aren't people we don't we don't rat on people yeah but We've had people asking us, like, let's say that stall number we we're talking about. People have been asking us, hey, did these people ever show up? Hey, we would love this parking spot. Hey, and there's the tailgate stall list mm -hmm. to get in. The wait list is probably over double mm -hmm. the amount of stalls that there are. Mm -hmm. So the list is crazy to get in there. I'm not a rat. I don't do that. Nice, John. <laughs> so our head, sorry, the, the list is the list is big. Um, so the only thing that we can really do is just bring it to their attention over at yeah. the office. And of course we, we say it in a general way, like, Hey, we noticed that there's multiple people that are still using this as parking spots. And the Edmonton Elks were looking into it last year. Mm -hmm. They have lots of staff members mm -hmm. out in the tailgate stalls, uh, looking for charcoal, <laughs> looking for, illegal activities but then also looking for people that are using the, that for parking so um yeah I, then like you said right there is a wait list but there's a lot of empty tailgate spots john so yeah you like you just said there uh you are correct so it is something and i mean we're we're the elks herd so we kind of do work in conjunction with the edmonton elks on mm -hmm. many things so it's a feed piece of feedback we'll obviously mention to the edmonton elks mm -hmm. when we talk to them next but, um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see that change. I would like to see more tailgaters in there and people that are actually using that for right. tailgating. Yeah. Now, 
Um, yeah, thanks, guys. That was that was a great discussion. Yeah, thank you. Green and gold uh, Christmas presents, real quick before we go into this Edmonton sports shoutout. Um, Catherine, what'd you get for sweet presents this year? Not green and gold, unfortunately. I'm trying to think. Did I get anything? No, I didn't. I really wanted to go to the store and get that punter plushie, though. <laughs> so I may still do that here this week. But yeah, I think the last Boxing Day sale uh, was tomorrow? today. I think today. Oh, I want to say it could no. be could be tomorrow, but I don't know. I I, I want to say it was today. I'll uh, have to check on that. Yeah, super cute. Looks like a little big potato. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted one. We wanted John. to, man. I we really wanted, to. wanted one. Really wanted to, John. I'll see. I'll see if I can uh, still get that sale going on. If it's still going on tomorrow, I'm not yes. sure. I'll have to check it. But I did get a pretty sweet present. Mr. Scout over here got me a Hyman jersey, Edmonton Oilers jersey. So I am really excited about that. It's over there with the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted that for quite a while, and I'm excited about it. So. No, no, then you ended up getting me shoes. We were talking about that before our technical difficulties, but um, yeah, I got some sweet kicks. They're going to be stomping down the stairs over at section X down those steps. John says the Alex Boxing, Boxing Day sale ends today and it's online only. Well, guess what? It's still today. It's and still it's today. Online only. So I may, I may still get a chance. We'll see. You got two hours left. <laughs> Uh, goelks.ca slash shop. I want to say that's uh, that's where we're at for that one. You know what? It's worth it. It's so totally. cute. <laughs> I should have cashed it on the sales. Yeah. Um, here in Edmonton, YEG. So Edmonton has a great sports community. Mm -hmm. We have to give a bunch of shout outs here. 2023, uh, we started up this podcast. Mm -hmm. And it became a pretty sweet live show where it doesn't feel like work at all. Like this is something that we look forward to. So, um, you know, we had a bit of a whirlwind 48 hours. We, we've found ourselves losing hours now um, <laughs> talking with you guys. So uh, this has been an absolute blast. So we got to, we got to dig into some shout outs. Yeah. Uh, first off Edmonton sports talk. Uh, they ended at TSN 1260 and they rebooted over there. Uh, Matthew Wanick, Tom Gazzola, Lieutenant Eric, uh, even YouTube Treb and then uh, Trev and then of course, Dustin Nielsen. So uh, those guys have taken us in on their radio network. So Friday nights, 8 PM, including this like tomorrow night, mm -hmm. tomorrow night, which could be right now. If you're listening to us on Edmonton <laughs> sports talk, I'm going to record that, but go. um <laughs> Yeah, big shout out to those guys for bringing us on board. Uh, we look forward to killing it with them in 2024. Um, this year, we got to work with Unita Barbecue and the mm -hmm. Turf District in our 2023 tailgate chili cook-off. Yes. Um, we're also in talk with Edmonton Sports, talk about that for 2024. So, um, yeah, Unita Barbecue, they just came out with an awesome line of Yonita spices. So, mm -hmm. uh, Yonita, you got to get in on that uh, over at Unita Barbecue. And then, of course, Turf District. Um, you know, our, our they're not they're not competition, but they're the other Edmonton Alex podcast here in town, mm -hmm. and they've been holding down this fort. Um, 
much longer than we have. Let's let's just put it that way. They're going to be yes. coming up on their tenth year soon. Yeah, that's cool. Dang. So we will definitely be a part of that celebration. Mm -hmm. But uh, most importantly, Turf District, we love you guys. Thank you so much for being the pioneers as always. And uh, yeah, I mean, thanks thanks for doing what you do for Elks fans. Mm -hmm. um, big shout out to Hurdies. The tailgate <laughs> menu is going to be dropping. Oh. After free agency. So everybody's going to have to wait a little bit. We will yeah. not be finalizing that, but we do have the chili uh, cook-off, the tailgate chili cook-off notched on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So wait for that date as well. It will be coming out. Ross Flats Vintage Apparel. Uh, Reed Clark, great guy over there uh, doing the thing, making some sweet edmonton eskimo baseball hats mm -hmm. so uh stay tuned to our socials we'll we'll show you guys that um awesome present from uh reed so uh stay tuned for a little bit of news uh you know bun in the oven <clears throat> our writers over at shotgun sports network.ca um len nunez and of course uh matt morrissey so matt is uh our third writer over at the elks herd and then len Len, who just stressed himself out at six in the morning trying to find out where we live over in <laughs> Castle Downs to drop off our giveaway tickets. Uh, shout out, Len. You rock, man. Yes. Um, but he's been providing the Edmonton Sports update for a while. Great article. Awesome article. Very informative. And, yeah, we're super appreciative to have those guys on board. As well, Mike Dandria from Winnipeg Hangar. Uh, Ryan Masser over at the, the Stallion Stampede. We have an awesome crew at Shotgun Sports, the Penalty Box crew, the Matt, Courtside. Um, I think that we might have got it all. I think we might have got it all. <laughs> um, Jake Taylor. Uh, unfortunately, he did not make it. Number 13 from the Emmentalks. Uh, something happened on his end. He reached out. We're going to have him on the show at a later date. So big shout out to him for reaching out. Uh, also, Jamin. Jamin's always great uh, to have on. And of course, we couldn't have these players and members of the organization on if it wasn't for Hernan Salas and the Edmonton Elks. Mm -hmm. uh, Hernan has dealt with our media requests quite a bit lately. And uh, yeah, it's been a it's it's been a little bit of a uh, a bit a bit of a pain in his uh, derriere dealing with us all the time. So uh, thanks a ton, Hernan. Um, I know you're, you'd are you probably say it's not a pain, just a couple emails, but uh, sometimes it feels like we harass you for these things. So um, thank you so much. Ray and Benny, Coach Phil, uh, and all those other cats that not only joined our show, but create CFL content for all of us fans to enjoy. Um, we, we, we do this in conjunction with so many awesome CFL creators. So 2023, I think that we saw a huge rise in CFL content. Mm -hmm. Like you said, right? The the ex uh, guys that were writing XFL are now writing CFL. People are actually tuning into the CFL a lot more. Why? It's because we are all creating content. So really cool, really cool to see that rise up. Uh, big shout out. Uh, and you, the viewer uh, and the listener, Guys, thank you so much. The Steve Benassi's, the John Kirby's, uh, the Arsenal's, um, Whitney. We 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 know a couple of names that come across here. Uh, Leanne, guys, thank you so much. My mom. Um, we have a ton of viewers, and we've had uh, a really good amount of 
uh, listeners. And we do this for you guys. We do this to talk with you guys. And we just want to talk football and have fun with people that also want to talk football. So this has been really cool. We're obviously going to continue the Elks call. We're going to have a season two. And that's going to be in 2024, which means we have plans with Shotgun Sports in 2024. Yeah. So, I mean, before we move on to the bigger plans for Shotgun 2024, let's talk Elks Call 2024, which returns on January 10th. January 10th. But uh, John here, he has a question. Are you adding anything new or doing anything new with your live streams in 2024 to make it even better? Maybe your kids host a kids corner. Whoa. That's a that's, that's a cool. really good idea. Um, you know, I wanted to do something like that. It's sometimes it's a little hard with kids, right? Because you still have to deal with the parents, find the best times, and all of that. Yes. But I think it's it would be really really fun to have something. Yeah, like yeah. No, we'll we'll plan something with that. Um, so for the Elks Call twenty twenty four, we're gonna have an improved intro. <laughs> so we're gonna talk to some friends with guitars, friends with bands. <laughs> And uh, don't be surprised to hear the Edmonton Elks fight song uh, in a bit of a rock and roll version. Um, But we're going to do things like that. Uh, We're going to have some interface upgrades, probably mess around with their graphics a little bit more. Um, We will be... You guys will be in the retirement home still doing live stream? Of course we will, John. It's going to be the Elks call season 35 straight out of uh our parents home there you no. go perfect that's uh well our parents home straight, our it's home straight home. out of the old folks home well that's that's downtown it's called our yeah. parents oh home. is that what it's called yes okay. yeah i didn't know that yeah yes, but what would you like to see it's i mean we're definitely open for ideas and feedback well i like anything. i like that kids uh yeah. the kids corner That'd be cool. Kids Corner. So, I mean, we can open up the show with, uh, we can interview the boys. Yeah, at some point. Like but them. to be honest, they kind of go to bed before we start this live hey, we'll, well, Hey, we'll let them stay up for an extra <laughs> half an hour. If we start at eight, we'll be good. Um, you need the younger generation or we won't have the Elks of the CFL. Very and that's true. a very, very good point. The grassroots. Very true. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, we're still kind of thinking about different things to do specifically for this live stream and how we can improve it. But uh, definitely, if anybody has any feedback, any, you know, comments, suggestions, we're always open to them and we're always looking at improving. Yeah, well, like, seriously, Mm -hmm. um, always feel free to shoot us an email with suggestions. Matt Soms. Matt Soms? Yes. Matt. You know what? Yes, I mean that. Not, that's not really on the live stream end, but uh, we definitely received some really cool emails with some possible chance. Yeah, for the Edmonton. We should. Elks. We should. We should work on starting chance in Commonwealth <laughs> yeah. Stadium. We, we we really should. That will be like our little mission is to create a new chant, and we'll get Matt involved. Yeah. Like, get that guy involved in Section X, always down to make Section X some form of unofficial. And I always said, for that, I think you definitely need the team involved. Because to get a crowd of 20,000 to be involved in a chant, you need prompts, right? You need them to go on those things that they have across the stadium. You need them to go on the big screen, right? So Yeah, but also think about it, too. Uh, Hasn't it become a bit numbing with the cheerleaders, with the signs? Mm Mm-hmm. We yeah. are 
green and gold. Oh, that was go yeah, that, elks. Go elks. Go like well, that's a, that's what, the. We went to the uh, Golden Bears. Golden oh, Bears, uh, some of the game. best cheerleading. The cheerleading was amazing. Oh the chants were so catchy. We, it was oh. our first game, and we were going with them. We were cheering with them. They were amazing. I want to go to another. We're going to go talk to the Golden Bears about yeah. going to cover a game or two. <laughs> we're we're going to go talk to those Yes, guys. I'm not saying that the cheerleaders at the Edmonton Elks are bad. No, but, on, the, but, but the quality the was way better. Yeah. Over at yes. University of Alberta at Foot Field, the quality of the cheerleading was just yeah. so much better. Because when you go to an Edmonton Elks game, sure, we have the big, big sidelines. Yeah. You know? And one of the biggest things is that it wasn't, I mean, one of the things that I love about the Edmonton Elks uh, cheerleading team is the tricks, right? They have the, the flyers and they yeah. have all of that. But the Golden Bears did not have a single flyer. Everything was just on the ground with cardboard cutouts and prompts and choreography and acrobatics on the floor. And it was super entertaining. Mm -hmm. It was super engaging. And uh, yeah, definitely. I, I do kind of agree, John, that our cheerleaders kind of do the same thing. They do. Year. They do. They so do. They need to switch it up a little bit. I love it when they bring, you know, the older crowd, like the the alumni yeah. cheerleaders yeah. or the kid cheerleaders. Those are pretty cute too. But really, but, do you feel like you're even going from all three of those? Yeah. It's nothing compared to the U of A cheerleaders. No. U of A's cheerleaders are just top notch. Like the, like the way that I see cheerleading is that it should engage the crowd. It should. And they mm -hmm. did. Like, I was just like, yeah. wasn't even, wasn't, wasn't drinking alcohol, yeah. was enjoying a, you know, relatively sober time. Yeah. And I'm watching the cheerleaders do their thing. And I'm like, Ooh, this is great. Like, yeah. this is real cheers. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, once again, we are Edmonton. <laughs> Go, Elks. Go, Elks. Go. I feel like that's like basically yeah. what our cheers are in Edmonton, yeah. and and it's falling apart. Uh, uh, oh, I remember their cheerleaders. They had they they had um they were snappy. They were like a little spicy. Oh cheers, yeah, right. Yeah. Like they were throwing chirps at the other team, and it was good. It was fun. Oh, it was <laughs> awesome. No, it was actually interact like. It interacted with the game. It went yeah. in conjunction with the game. Yes. The cheers were happening with the game. After a touchdown, they were doing a different cheer. Mm -hmm. um, so just wanted to scroll up here. Uh, yeah, so John said thanks uh, for doing a youthful podcast. Thanks, John. <laughs> you sweetheart. Yes. Um, most of the podcasts for the CFL are an older general demographic doing them. I don't see any young generation doing them, but I do for the NFL and NHL. And this is where... Let's say, for example, if we get more people doing these kind of podcasts within our age range, right? You know, you kind of promote that going down, down to the younger, younger demographics. <laughs> then you know, somebody maybe at the age of eighteen might not even understand football to the fullest, or maybe they do. Yeah. Um, but maybe they're just going to dive into it and say, "Let's do it." And um, Big Mac Sports Show, um, Mackenzie Durnford, he does. Uh, he he he's also a younger uh, younger gentleman that's getting into it as well, doing podcasts, and he's actually a football player himself. So um, we will eventually see that. It's going to take a lot of time, but give it I would say two to three years, and you will start to see more podcasts uh, showing up. Bird Flock Podcast, we had them on. Uh -huh. There's some younger guys that are also doing 
uh, CFL podcast. So um, we're getting there. And that being said, we do have another podcast. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, so, um, (laughs) yeah, moving right along from the bird flock, um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers podcast coming January 10th. That's right. Where have we heard of January 10th? Well, that's going to be season two mm-hmm. of the Elks Call podcast. But mm-hmm. more importantly, the Winnipeg Hangar podcast mm-hmm. is going to be dropping. I don't know if that's our official name as of right now, but before the Elks Call goes live, yeah, the Winnipeg Hangar. Yeah. The Winnipeg Hangar. So our good cool. friend. Well, Mike Dandria from Shotgun Sports, who's been writing articles. Um, Mike Dandria is teaming up with a co-host from the Red, White, and Rouge podcast, Joe Pritchard. Mm -hmm. So two Americans joining forces to cover the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Shotgun Sports Network. Uh, This is sweet. This is sweet. Um, And then... On top of that, we're going to have a creator co-op. So kind of like we were just talking about with CFL creators, we are dedicating a page on our website for other like-minded CFL content creators. And this is basically going to be like a CFL exclusive thing. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be called the Canadian Football Creative. I like that. The Canadian Football Creative. I like that. Yeah. Or the Canadian... (laughs) Either way, something like that. But... What we're going to do here is uh, we've talked to a couple of our good friends. We will keep the list secret for now, but we will be basically giving a landing spot and it's going to act as a quick resource. If you're on shotgunsportsnetwork.ca, there's going to be an auxiliary media hub on our website and it's going to feature some great pages. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Uh, Some great groups, some great creators. Um, if you're listening to our podcast right now, feel free to contact us admin at shotgunsportsnetwork.ca. Uh, shoot us an email, throw us, uh, throw us your information and we would love to collaborate with you and get you on here. So totally, it's, it's the only reason why we're doing it. I mean, we don't even have ads on our website. Everything once again is out of pocket for the website. So, mm-hmm. um, we aren't trying to make money off of this or anything like that. We're simply just trying to promote CFL content across the World Wide Web. That's mm-hmm. it. So uh, definitely feel free. Give us a shout. Uh, drop us a line. Let's talk. Let's get you on there. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. We'll uh, we'll give you guys probably, I, I'll say in a couple of, uh, couple of episodes, we'll start releasing some names that we're mm-hmm. talking to on this. But it's going to be really cool. And... Uh, it's just another way that we can celebrate this great community, right? Mm-hmm. Very true. Dang. Uh, that being said. Oh, uh, John, I thought you were going to say Edmonton Oil Kings podcast. Darn it. <laughs> I did see your question a little while back. Sorry, John, we missed it in regards to if we know of any other sports, Edmonton sports podcast that will be available. We don't as of right now, but who knows? I might change here in the next little bit. Yeah. I mean, we we have a pretty big team. Mm -hmm. Our team is growing. Um, 
I unfortunately, I definitely will not be doing any Oil Kings or Oilers coverage. Um, unfortunately, I would love to cover them, but uh, I do have a lot on my plate. Brawl Blocks, hello in the herd chat. You have hit us at the end of the episode, but we are still stoked you tuned in tonight. Hello. <laughs> um, giveaway. We have a giveaway. Yes. We have a giveaway. We got some tickets to give away. Let's, Let's do, do this first. And yeah, John, I'm sure we can expect a CFL app next season. Probably. But so what do we what do people have to do? All right. This giveaway. We have a pair of tickets. It's at the aviary and the endless. So Len, big shout out to Shotgun Sports contributor Len, one of our authors over there. Um, we've mentioned him a couple times on this episode today. <laughs> but there is this is for an album release for the endless. Um, all you gotta do, you gotta text tickets. You're gonna text tickets to 780-307-7779. Text. You got a text. <laughs> now, if we don't have in the next 24 hours, if we do not have right. when a text, is this? this is oh sorry, that's actually a really good question. <laughs> so Saturday, February 3rd at the Aviary, the Endless is dropping their album. That's cool. Great local band. Awesome mm -hmm. local band. Uh these guys rock. And obviously they're friends with Lens, so we gotta get down yeah. there. Um, so yeah, so Text uh, tickets, text tickets to 780-307-7779, which is the official phone number of the Helps herd <laughs> and Shotgun Sports. So, yeah, swing on over there. Get in there. Um, AEW, John Kirby in the herd chat. No, we will not be going to AEW. We might. We might. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, March, I want to say. Okay. I want to say March. No, is it March or January? I have no I idea. Know. We're going to have to uh, see our schedules. Look yeah. at the calendar. See when it falls, and then we'll go from there. Exactly. Maybe. Well, and the next big date on the calendar for this podcast, two weeks, well, 13 days from now. Mm -hmm. So 13 days from now, May 8th. Thank you. Wow, March, I was off. I was all off by a lot. Thank you, John. Um, one. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that we completely forgot about the little video that I made. Oh, guys. <laughs> yeah, we can't forget about the video. Um, so we have a thank you video. We uh, put it together a little video also on the Elks Herd. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we'll post it. Well, we'll post it on the Elks Herd, but then more importantly, um, we will also be doing a bit of an, uh, a recap, our top 10 moments from the Elks call. So counting down to our season two episode, uh, we're going to do a little, uh, we're going to, we're going to do some, uh, top 10, top 10 moments. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, John Kirby. Look into that. Yeah. The oil rumble. So the, the oil the rumble. Boys love would love to go to that. January 21st, the Oil Rumble mm -hmm. is going down. Um, Edmonton Oil Kings at Rogers Place will be hosting 
love pro wrestling. Spencer mm -hmm. Love, friend of the herd. Yeah. And love pro wrestling is also a friend of the herd. Uh, they're great guys. Um, rec Room, check them out mm -hmm. once a month down at Rec Room South Common. That is their home. Go check them out. Love pro wrestling. Um, doing great things for the wrestling community here in Edmonton. Um, but before we go, let's check out this video. It's a nice little throwback to 2023. <laughs> moment number 10 on the top 10 moments of the Elks. <laughs> <laughs> moment number 10. <laughs> oh, that was a great video. That was a really good video, uh, Catherine. That was awesome. Cute. That was cute. It was a good season. Yeah, and I mean, those pictures there go to show that the Edmonton Owls tailgate is just such a party. It's been such a great time, and we, we've we had an absolute blast with everybody this year at the tailgate. Speaker's mm -hmm. Corner will be returning. Smoke Meats, Herdies, Pop-Ups will be returning. Mm -hmm. uh, you may see a not whole gang pop-up at stall number 44 this year. We're going to keep mm -hmm. that under wraps, but uh, that's your hint. Mm -hmm. You may see some not whole gang merch this year. So uh, stay tuned, stay tuned to the Elks call and the Elks herd. Uh, you can find us on X on Twitter. Uh, sorry. X Twitter is the same thing. <laughs> uh, Facebook though, Instagram at the Elks herd. Um, and then, of course, on YouTube at Shotgun Sports Network LTD or just search Shotgun Sports Network. We're on a drive for 500, 500 followers, yeah. 500 subscribers. Sorry. Uh, so if you're listening to us, please head on over to YouTube. Hit that subscribe button at 500 subscribers. We're giving away a jersey. So we really wanted to give that jersey away on this episode. However, um, didn't quite happen. Hey. These tickets are pretty darn fine, too. I definitely want to head yeah. down to the aviary. So um, go see the Endless. So, um, yeah, once again, to get these tickets, text 70 text tickets, text tickets. <laughs> just text me. No, just text tickets <laughs> over to 780-307-7779. Uh, and we will throw your name in the hat. Sounds good. If we don't hear nothing, well, then you're going to see the giveaway on uh, on our social feeds. Then we're going to go. At the Elksard. <laughs> uh, well, we're just going to buy tickets anyways. But, yeah. Um, yeah, guys, this has been a fantastic season of the Elks Call. Um, wherever you are listening from or watching from, you could be listening on TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, or could be listening 8 p.m. Edmonton Sports Talk. Right. Or <laughs> you could be watching on our YouTube, Shotgun Sports Network. Um, January 10th, guys, it's a huge day. It's going to be a massive day on our network. Please make sure you subscribe because on January 10th, we are coming back with a bang no we are not on sirius xm i think that's the only platform we are not on john i'll check on that but we're gonna look into it because if yeah. we can get our podcast on there that'd be cool why not i'll check it out <laughs> we should just pitch them on the cfl channel yeah, so then that way we could have should. cfl all day um <laughs> guys once again we cannot thank you enough thank you so much for 
watching and listening to the Elves Call in 2023. We hope you all have a very safe December 31st. We're going to see you all next year. We're going to talk to you all next year. You're going to hear my annoying voice next year. <laughs> and we're going to see more wins out of the Edmonton Elks next year. I, I am sure. I think that's the most exciting part of it. <laughs> but uh, for us, we're super excited to see you guys January 10th, 2024. Uh, stay tuned. We're obviously going to have a, uh, a a player on for the show. So until then, we got to go into some little hibernation and get season two already for you guys. Um, can't wait till next season. Is it me yet, John? No, it is not. <laughs> Team Canada plays tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. So, uh, yeah, thanks to you, John. Thanks to everybody else that's been in the herd chat. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fantastic season. Our first season of the Elks Call from the Elks Herd. My name is Scout, a.k.a. the rep from Section X. And I'm Catherine, a.k.a. Do Even Elks. We are the Elks Herd, and we will see you all in 2024. Happy holidays and a happy new year. Good night. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>